right, so here is another episode of Pop Culture POV. That is Pop Culture Point of View. Say that five times. Um, <laughs> don't be drinking while you say it. No, um, it is interesting because this is all about a point of view, a perspective, uh, an opinion. And in this polarizing pop culture landscape, or even just in general, I, you know, everything is so quickly is terrible or it's amazing, you know, and I do feel like this one was something that as the dust settles in the, um, <laughs> in the series or the movie, um, it, rather series, um, Netflix has basically come out with, um, coming out Colton, you know, it was, uh, six episodes, I believe. And it was, um, Colton Underwood who has over the last couple of years, not even just the last year has really, managed to find himself in headlines and you know the critique has been um are these headlines coming to him or is he arcing his way to create a headline so the basis of this particular pop culture pov and as i said as the dust settles with with the release of the um netflix series um i i try my best and and i sound so um you know excuse me i sound so like um grown and mature to say I try to not make my opinion sometimes so quickly, you know, especially something that is uh, a bit complicated. So I wanted to make sure that I watched the series. I'm not going to watch every series just for the basis of watching, just so you know, that's another note. I know there's a lot of times where people will be like, well, you can't make a, uh, an opinion on Dave Chappelle if you haven't watched. It's like, I've watched enough to know what I know, <laughs> you know? Um, so I don't necessarily go off the notion of giving everything a shot. There are times where you could telegraph what is being done, what is being done deliberately, and what's just not going to serve you. This is where it gets complicated, though, because Colton Underwood definitely does have elements that seem um, important, um, seem intriguing, seem uh, obviously, you know, to a lot of people um, problematic. And so I was like, what am, what am I going to do here? And I'll give you the backstory of how I decided to watch this. At first, I was not even interested at all, specifically because I don't really watch maybe, gosh, it would have been like years ago, maybe like season, was there a Trista and Ryan? Whatever era that was, I must have watched The Bachelor or Bachelorette that year, but I have not really watched the series. I'm not above reality TV. I watch The Housewives. <laughs> I watch plenty of Drag Race, um, The Real World Homecoming. I like it all, but it, The Bachelor didn't do it for me. In fact, the... Um, show that really did do it for me was unreal which i believe started on lifetime and then it went to hulu that to me was actually very good um so the show i'm not familiar with the only thing that i could remember is you know back in the day when this particular character colton underwood i believe he did a season on his own um as a potential you know what would you call it like a suitor right um, and then you're the suitee or however that works. <laughs> he started and then he got the, the big title of being the guy that everyone has an opportunity to, um, date. So I think, you know, I didn't watch it. I could only look from afar at that time where he was, um, deemed as the, the first virgin Christian based, um, bachelor. Um, a lot of times, too, you don't want to make any assumptions. You know, it is funny because when you track back Billy Eichner, um, who I love Billy Eichner from the TV show Difficult People and everything he's done, does make a gay reference joke in that actual season. 
And you don't, knowing from your own personal journey, you don't want to necessarily clock all of this stuff all the time and be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, you were in the NFL, um, Christian, you're tied to it nice and tight. Uh, you know, you don't want to make that assumption. You want to allow people to be who they present to be. You want to allow them to be, um, you know, if, if, if his um, Christian base is, is what keeps him as a virgin, you want to you want to go with it. But to say that um, I wasn't peeking with one eye and saying, well, maybe it's a little bit more of a how you doing situation. I mean, that's OK. <laughs> um, so that's kind of where I stand with like how um, I don't want to be rude here, but how unimportant he was to to um you know coming into the the sphere of pop culture you know stuff for me i wasn't like following him uh, i remember chatting with a friend maybe a couple days before this came out we were talking about actually other episodes of pop culture pov we were gonna do and this guy he was like oh honey i'm um, all about it and i'm gonna watch coming out colton he's so cute da, 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 da. and i was like oh is it is he you know uh, and and for the record now that i've watched the the netflix series <laughs> yeah yes yes he definitely is um but uh you know and that's the catch 22 of the series the series is is edited in a way to make you feel very warm and compassionate towards his story um but i think we just got to call you know a fact a fact he's very good looking and it, it, you know the documentary was done good which is a kudos to the documentary even more than the the idea to do coming out colton it could be coming out ronnie it could be coming out whoever you know it's it's just more i i like the material i guess so anyways i'm just giving a backstory of sort of where i was at with how important it was or not important it was because it wasn't that important to me i was like oh i tell my friend i said his name is dennis i said dennis you're oh, okay you're gonna you're gonna watch it was all about it he was like so into it and so i remember um chatting back with my friend here and I was like oh did you watch it did you like it I was actually taken back by how great it really was I'm not a typical binge watcher but I watched all of it so the things to really um first talk about are um you know there there's a lot you know in terms of the idea of him being problematic it's it's you know it's more a concept of like, you know, how many times can he get rewarded? You know, that kind of a deal. But I really feel like it gets complex um, in a very complicated situation when you think about the storytelling and the people who produced this particular um, Netflix series and Netflix themselves to, to put this out there. You know, Netflix took a lot of negative critique because, you know, while it was you know, people were worried and rightfully so trepid about, you know, there was this um, story and I'm not backtracking because I necessarily never followed it. But I, of course, care um, in regards to one of the ex ex-girlfriends, <laughs> one of the one of the women um, he was involved with. Things had gotten really um, out of sorts. I'll leave it at that. And so a lot of people were like, A, you're rewarding him. B, um, you know, it does not feel very inclusive in terms of, you know, the type of people that are going to be portrayed and that does and I can understand this does disappoint people here you have a really great concept coming out Colton it could be coming out Ronnie it could be coming out such and such but yet yet again it's the same story so I think people really were having a hard time with it uh, in regards to 
not him himself, but just all of it sort of being pushed down your throats, I guess. You know, I like Gus Kemsworthy. Is that his name? I think he's very funny. I like his story. Um, he, he uh, you know, he just it's not lost on me. People want to act like this is so regular and average or even within Gus's story. It's like, oh, well, he wasn't really like in a locker room. He was um, you know, uh, what was he, a snowboarder. So there's kind of like more of an individualness to it or Adam Repon, um, or, or even Daniel Leva, I believe is bisexual. You know, they want to make it as if like, oh, these spaces are so open. They are, but they aren't. And it's still a big deal. And if it wasn't a big deal, you would be able to state these things and it not be a big deal. So let's just start there. Um, in the context of being a football player and, and being tied into that and never having a down moment to breathe and to break free from it, I can see how he goes down a, what is it, a, a snowball effect of, of, of bullshit, you know? But I will say the first thing, and this is very important to note, because again, on the outside looking in, you could be like, oh, Netflix, you know, why, why didn't you do this series on this this person and that person and this person and that person? And to which I still feel like, Come on, Netflix, let's keep doing it. Let's give more stories to tell. Um, I, I still believe that as much as I can believe, well, let's give this a shot, you know. And really the interview, I got to say, that was insanely um, like, okay, maybe I'll give this a shot, was on Logo Live, I think it is called. I'm not sure what the series is called now that it's not um, digital, like on on Instagram, but it used to be called Logo Live with Johnny Sibley. And so Johnny Sibley had a great perspective in the regards of being his friend or a colleague. I'm not sure how close they are. I mean, <laughs> maybe closer. Um, no, I'm joking. But the point is, Johnny Sibley is very good at what he does. Obviously, he's going to be on the new Queers Folk. He you know, was um, in Pose. He was in um, Hacks, which I loved. I thought that was such a great series. And so he has the chops. And I don't think that he did the interview with Colton Underwood, You know, like I said, previous to the documentary coming out i don't think i think he had a very balanced way of being friendly warm encouraging because you do want to encourage um people within your community to be the best their best selves how are we going to let people be our best selves if we um if we oh gosh it just gets so complex right anyways let's just let's just leave it at that interview logo live johnny sibley asking the tough questions um (laughs) i make it sound like he's barbara walters um asking the tough questions but doing it in a way that i was like oh maybe i will give this a shot like i said i was chatting with one of my friends who was all into it and i was like oh i don't even know who he is like like you know i was i was doing the mariah carey I was like, I don't know her, <laughs> you know, um, had zero interest um, to watch coming out Colton. Zero. Didn't care at all. Good for him. He got a show. Amazing. You know, um, I've worked in radio since 2002. Still don't have a show. <laughs> you know, <laughs> my point is um, it, it was just nothing that hit my radar until luckily through my YouTube algorithmic, uh, you know, I guess the content that I consume, I do like the series Logo Live. I think Johnny Sibley typically aims to be more funny and warm and cutesy and uh, the little jokes, you know, is more his vibe. But let me tell you, when he could dip in and do something serious and, and get on that neck, like he was on his neck with the tough things. Um, and so that opened me up to say, let's give it a shot. And And I'm telling you, take out the concept of who the character is, uh, not character, but Colton himself, and the structure of the documentary. And I think that you can have a more open heart to it. Will you watch it specifically the Nashville episode? Oh my goodness. Um, you know, outside of Jaden, um, 
from Drag Race, it was, you know, it was as if you were looking at a very specific type, <laughs> you know, to say it nicely. But I mean, again, what am I going to do? You got to think about the world in general. And, you know, within our allies, it's great that we have support, but there's a lot of times we don't have those allies. So we have to be conscious. Uh, is that the word? We have to be aware of how we, yes, hold each other accountable, but like, what good is it if I turn my back so heavily on this person, Colton in this case, who's um, made a couple of errors when I see that there's a moment where he is trying to try. Um, my thought process on this and him specifically, if he's going to make more errors, he's going to show his whole ass again. This will happen again. But in this brief moment, the storytelling itself was very valuable. Um, I think the one that connected to me the most was being in the NFL and sort of being locked into that, which, you know, people made fun of him, I guess, to a degree talking about like, Oh, it was so, what, what, what BS it was for him to feel like he couldn't be himself. The locker room. It's such a, such a antidote. That's like, you know, not really a thing anymore. And I'm like, bullshit. I remember working, you know, oh, here we go. I mean, I, I feel like for me, I think the reason why it meant so much or why I identified is it would have been so easy for everyone to say, well, that's BS. He broke these girls' hearts, this, that, and the other. Why go on a show if you know you're, you know, not <laughs> not with it? <laughs> but you, um, first of all, first of all, let me just slap back for a moment. Did I say slap back? Instead of a clap back, let me give a little slippity slap <laughs> and say, don't tell me about real love when we're talking about The Bachelor. That's number one. Okay, it's a joke. That's That's number one. So let's we could cry a river for if he did anything problematic to Cassie. I will for sure be like, no, that's terrible. He had he had done some actions that need to be still addressed to some degree. But in terms of the other cast members who went on the show to quote unquote find love to quote unquote become famous, like we can be a little bit more open to that. Now, if you're a woman and you're hearing this and you're hurt by it, or you're thinking like, well, Ronnie, you don't know what it's like. If you're a woman, you're dating a guy and um, he misleads you. Okay. I'll give you that. And I will. And that's why I said this, this particular pop culture POV, we are going to talk. <laughs> we are going to talk the talk because I want you, if you are that woman to open your mind to what that's like on my end. You know, the reason I identified a lot to this was specifically with how he sort of, even if it was in his own mind, put himself in uh, a restrictive uh, mindset because of the football. I can remember getting into radio at 21. I didn't come out till I was 28. Now, why did that happen? Because I knew that I kept get, getting rewarded specifically when I would work in like hip hop radio, you know, when the top song is booty, 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 rocking everywhere, what you going to do? You know what I mean? Like you are going to sit in a space that specifically um, rewards certain behavior. So I could understand not saying I'm fake, not saying I didn't um, hold true to my own, but I, I can see um, the similarities of Colton omitting parts of his personality and doing other parts of his personality that were rewarded. So what that comes, uh, it, 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 what it comes to, to be is, you know, succeeding more in football, maybe being the hardest worker in the room, you know, the hardest worker in the room and being good at football and being physically fit is the one guy who's not going to get the questions. Oh, you know, Oh, I noticed you didn't bring a girlfriend home. Like if you're busy, you're never going to get that question with me. When I started in radio at 21 years old, 
I was already working nine days a week by the first week. So nobody could ever question my goals in life outside of the work because the work became a distraction to me. And this is where I relate it to Colton's story here. And a lot of people have this, so don't act like you don't. You um, used this story to hide behind because you don't want to address your shit. Um, And, you know, there are times that I sometimes have to go into my deepest darkest mindset and say oh gosh why did it take me so long to get to this like why didn't I at a very young age you know decide so what you're working in radio at 21 years old if the song booty 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 rocking everywhere is on the radio you could still give it up and be a great on-air talent but you could also be uh true to self but to act like it is a it, it was available and it was just something everyone did. It wasn't in the early 2000s. You know, we're barely getting off Will and Grace as a TV show. Um, we're barely getting off Ellen and her career and it being successful and then not successful. And, you know, I think at that time, a lot of people want to look back and be like, well, it was such an openness if you had Will and Grace, but that wasn't the norm. And it was more of a caricature in a lot of ways. I'm not knocking Will and Grace by any means. But um, to think in those 90s, as those were my teenage years, like actually a couple things do come to mind. I'm a, I'm a young child. And the only thing that I ever knew of the word gay, which is, of course, what Colton Underwood is dealing with. Uh, and I believe he's a couple years younger than me. But the, the point still stands is, you know, the HIV pandemic uh, epidemic. So that is tied into you. You don't really get stories um, that are warm hearted. You get stories that are splashed across the news of Gianni Versace and Andrew Cunanan. That's sometimes what was coming out um, in the late 90s. I believe that incident was 97. So spare me with um, that in 2000, you would have known what road to go down and, and sort of assessed your you know, who you are or whatever. It is a complicated situation, complicated in the sense that, and I, and I should not make this about me. <laughs> I always do. Um, complicated in the way that it, um, complicated in the way that when you lock in, like I said, he locked into football. And so you can, there is a, there is a way where you can be yourself and omit yourself and no one gets hurt by it. Um, and I only say that to say it took me till I was around 28 years old because all my rewarding growth in my industry. So the love that Colton have for the, the love that Colton had for football is the love that I had for radio. All of that rewarding energy came from giving this personality and omitting this personality. So I, and I say that I can, I can see how he got um, lost in it, you know? And the only one part I want to be sympathetic to, and I think I did a second ago, is the women. I want to be sympathetic to the women on the show. Obviously, I'm saying that they're, for the most part, it's not that serious of a show. Most people aren't going on the show for love. We have to admit that. The show is a joke, right? You could fall in love for sure, but what is the stat? They always say the stat is more people have fell in love on Big Brother than they have on The Bachelor. I mean, that's a stat. Take it to the bank, like cash it in. Like, what are you going to do? What, what are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> so the notion of, um, you know, the heartbreak, I, I just, I try to be sympathetic, but I'm having a hard time with it. What I'm not having a hard time with it, and, and this is a great conversation. This is why I think I wanted to do this in a way where this pop culture POV wasn't polarizing and I wasn't coming up here and saying, no, and he's wrong a hundred thousand percent or the women should have understood a thousand percent. No, I'm giving, I'm giving an openness 
and I never really do this, I'm giving an openness to the conversation because I want to hear your part. I want to hear my part. I want to understand that this was like a really good program in the long run um, when I watched it, but I didn't want to watch it, didn't care to watch it. And it made a lot of people really go through a little bit of pain. And I want to acknowledge that. Um, but I, um, another part that he stated, uh, it's so, it's so, it's such a learning opportunity if you want it to be. If you don't, I don't mind. There's other programs. You know, a lot of things are a lot of things are learning opportunities. We'll get to more later. Um I wanted to talk quickly about the critique that he received. And and again, me being so open on this pop culture POV because I don't have a co-host right now, we could revisit. I can add a couple co-hosts. We could do a panel panel discussion. But for right now, when I'm doing it by myself, I don't want it to look as if I'm strictly defending his his shit. But I will say, for those who don't get um, and want to wash it off so simply as, well, if he knows he like guys, why would he be engaging with a woman, right? Like, why would he do that? And so to that, my, my thoughts are like, no, no, you if you are in these really dark isolated closeted experiences there are times where you um you start to look i mean he stated it so i mean it it could have been a pr comment for sure a little publicity comment but he did state i assume this was sort of like a challenge that i had i was wrestling with it from god and god ushered me into a way to find my wife and if you think that part's fake i don't know you're welcome to have that experience I don't think it's fake. I really, really don't. You know, again, I'm working in the radio industry at when I was 26, 27, and I'm looking towards the only times I would not work nine days a week. And I would sort of frolic <laughs> and enjoy myself. And it was always a a bit of a, I know deep down probably, but I'm not really certain to, to bring this up yet. Or I, I it's, it's, it's very hard for me. That's a period point blank. I mean, hard to the point where I'm thinking, you know, we're either ending it all. And when I say ending it all, I mean ending it all, or we're going to try navigating through these other ways. So we don't have to maybe see this as a truth. So, you know, when I worked in radio specifically, we're working in radio. Let me tell you about radio. Uh, and at the time, uh, you know, KMVN and KPWR, MS communications, I had also worked for clear channel just to say, um, these are stations that <laughs> when you're going and doing promotional events in the, in the, in the city, uh, of Los Angeles and you're doing promotional events at, at, uh, at clubs in, in, in the evening and you are there with, with the music, you're there with the DJ, you're there with giveaways. Um, there are times where, you know, it, it gets influential for you to just, you know, partake and have fun. Um, I'm not giving you too much of everything I did in the bedroom. We'll save that for another day, another time, another lecture. Uh, but the point is like, I'm just trying to give a context to Colton's situation. Like you could very much be yourself while also exploring and, and maybe on some level trying so fucking hard to pray it away, you know? Um, and again, if I had been in another generation, I'm an eighties baby. If I'd been another generation, you know, later in life, maybe I don't think this way. If I had been more ballsy and been, you know, 18 years old and been like, bitch, this is what it is. Let's get busy then I maybe would have thought something different if I wouldn't have worked in radio. But let's say I went into um, theater or something like that. And I was cultivated around uh, an environment that was just like, let's 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 be the full version of you. 
fantastic. But I worked in radio. Radio was restrictive. I don't want to knock. It's one of the reasons I still push through in my podcast and in radio because I know that I sacrificed a, a lot of who and what I wanted to do in order to succeed. And then when it was all done um, and I had come out, <laughs> I took such a break from it. And there's a still there's still such a small part of me that's like my best work is still uh, ahead of me. It It, it, it is hurtful. Um, not anyone's fault. This is my own taking a break from the industry uh, and coming back to podcasting, which is good, but that took years too. Um, it's, I'm older, so I want to acknowledge and, and be truthful to that. It's always harder to get a gig when you're a little older, but some of my more achieving moments were in the closet, you see? And now as I've gotten a little older, where do I fit? Again, I'm also owning the fact that um, I'm older, not as many opportunities. My boundaries are a little tighter. Um, I'm not with the dumb shit. <laughs> so I'm also not as calm and as easygoing. But um, yeah, I, I keep in my head that you have to do a lot of mental gymnastics when you are trying to appease everybody but yourself. And so when you finally do cross over, you're like, this is exactly what I want to do. So my best days are still ahead of me. This is not about me. But if you ever watch my shows, you always know it's always about me. Um, ask my co-host Kelly on difficult podcasters, because, um, I don't know, she asks me about the sun being, uh, what color is the sun? And I find a way to talk about myself. She says, is the sky blue? And I'm like, well, let me tell you what I feel about me. So, um, I don't know. I just like it. And I hope I could draw you in. No, but anyways, this whole thing is me saying coming out Colton was good. I'm, I think it was good for Netflix to put it out, you know, and I don't want to be too critical in the regards of, they're putting out all types of stuff. Some of it's, so, you know, terrible. So some of it's shitty. So if you have something that is in a way of advocacy and storytelling, I'd like to see it. And listen, I understand that it's always going to be complex on the inside. If you are within the LGBTQIA community, you're kind of like, well, I, I want to hold everyone accountable. I want to hold him accountable. Do that. But you also got to be, um, you got to be honest to know that sometimes within the community you have each other so really just have that have that grace you know um people think what they think about jesse smollett i actually think um opposite of a lot of people and um, have followed his career for a very long time prior to th him becoming this um this uh this concept of a hoax that again i do not agree that he uh, set forth the hoax that is my opinion that's based on listening to several, several interviews, um, of his and, and following his work and even the work that he's doing now on B-Boy Blues as a director and where his, uh, intentions lie. Anyways, who cares? You can think what you want. I'm going to think what I want. This is not to argue about that. Um, but I, but I do feel, I feel what I feel. <laughs> um, everything adds up to the calculation of my feeling. Um, we could do another episode on that later, but let's just break it down. And I'm not equating the two. Um, somebody like Colton Underwood and Jesse Smollett. But what I am saying is let's be quick to have a little bit of grace within, within our own and within ourselves, because, um, you know, what a, accountable? Yes. Have a little bit of grace because I got to say on the outside, they don't, you know, it's kind of like that concept of like, we love our allies, but outside of our allies, they, a lot, uh, I don't, I don't know who this would be, but they don't really like any of the what what you know they make the joke the alphabet mafia they don't like any of it so 
let's at least try our best to find ways to say, oh, was that a misstep? Um, can can there be a redeeming quality? Um, Gus Kemsworthy, maybe he could have turned that role down and it could have went to somebody else, you know, where it could have had a little more diversity to the Colton Underwood um, story. Uh, I don't know. I just want to make sure that we have a little openness to having grace within our own, right? Um, you know, if mistakes are going to be made again and again and again, well, then mistakes will be made again and again, and we can be, you know, specifically crit uh, critical. I do find it odd that sometimes it feels like our mistakes, big or small, you know, I just mentioned Colton Underwood, but I've also mentioned other things. It's like you misstep a smidge and it's, it's a really, really big deal. Um, I look at somebody with, with mental health issues, of course, but Kanye seems to push and push and push and push, uh, Chappelle push and push and push and push. And it just is always like, wow, all the chances certain people are given. And sometimes within our own, we're not given those, those, those chances. So without me even being a fan at all of Colton Underwood, didn't even, um, didn't even register, didn't even be like, Oh yeah. What a cutie. No, didn't even did, did. I mean, I think, I think it now. <laughs> um, but there was no intrigue whatsoever, but that's, that goes to show that the people who were following his story, it made sense. And the people that, um, told the story, um, they did it efficiently. It's almost as if they didn't pay attention to the haters, but they did it for the haters in a way because they wanted to put out something so good. You remove him, it could still be a really great show. You know, you can do something with other athletes who face that same situation. As it is, they did uh, usher in some of the athletes who had went through certain struggles, and, and that was done very well. And yeah, you can um, be one of these snarky bitches and, and talk all that shit and say, oh, it, it was not as... Um, it was not, you know, it's not that supportive of an environment. Okay, well, what are we going to do? I mean, sometimes you only have what you have available. And um, I don't know. I think it could lead to other great, um, great things with Netflix. Um, but I, yeah, yeah, I guess I could, I guess I could wrap up just because um, I, I enjoyed it. I did. I thought it was wonderful. And I hope to see other things without him he doesn't need to be in it but other things that um have that same mindset have that same um storytelling um and, and the one notion of like oh well he did the project and it seemed really fake because how would he have had cameras rolling well not necessarily you know people know what's up people can see things and you know there's thought processes of you know what stories are we telling you you know people have had to live tongue-in-cheek for a long time he already did a reality show you know, like I said, back when the original Bachelor season was out, you know, I think even myself, I think I was at the radio on the radio at the time in Arizona. I think at that time I was like, I heard the the um, uh, the rumbling of like, oh, uh, there's the first um, Virgin Bachelor, and I'm over here like peeking out of the side of my eye, squinting like, oh, is um is that all it is, <laughs> you know? And I remember my co-host was like, you know, she didn't know the wiser. So yeah, it, it, it doesn't, it's not far-fetched that this situation would have happened. It's not far-fetched at all, in my opinion. Like, um, I remember when I was doing Fuse Television um, for a contest, it was a 20-episode series, I was the first runner-up. And right after the series, 
I was asked to go to a meeting with uh, a couple of the producers and the head of uh, development or uh, just 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 some some bigger people. I um you know and, and, oh and the executive was was family okay um, <laughs> so I know that at that time when I was still you know wrestling with some shit had I indicated that like mm, okay well I'm looking to move to New York City from L.A. and this and that and radio you know I you know I'm into broadcast you know based on the TV show we were doing and um, by the way you know let's 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 explore some shit family you know i could have conveyed it without conveying it so to think that like oh how did he end up with this particular program um seems fake it doesn't seem fake to me it doesn't seem fake to me uh maybe you're fake um <laughs> oh goodness gracious um i started so uh open and warm-hearted and allowing all perspectives uh, we can revisit this. If you like this particular episode, we can revisit this. This was a little harder to do as a solo episode just because um, I'm trying to see all sides of it and, you know, be accountable with even within myself to um, to see uh, another perspective. And I think I did that. And like I said, I watched it um, of all the episodes, um, some better than the others and it's still a production it's still a tv you know not show but series uh, uh documentary style and and production is still there so yes um you may have to suspend disbelief a little but the overall intention was good um and i wish him well and again if he is going to do goofy shit later uh, as you know it's being said that he's done time and time again um specifically with the x then that will showcase later and we'll we'll be able to judge then but for this this body of work uh i will say i liked it that's it done and this was pop culture pov point of view if you want to see and hear more rants it's patreon.com slash randomly ronnie jr patreon.com slash randomly ronnie jr and both youtube channels are youtube.com slash randomly ronnie jr and the other one which is the archives channel from when I started radio in 2000, the early 2000s, as I always talk about, is youtube.com slash Ronnie Media Page. <laughs> Why did I say it like that? Ronnie Media Page. Um, that, that, that one got discovered or developed back in the days when MySpace, you used to have your regular page and you had your artist page or you had your singer page or, in my case, my media page. So um, obviously when I come with all these perspectives, it's because I've had a really long time to think about shit and to broadcast them that I'm trying to uh, add all the experiences together and make it make sense. So I hope it made sense. And I hope you watch the Netflix series and you could critique it yourself. Maybe, maybe give your viewpoint um, after watching. Maybe don't tell me what you think now because, you know, for one, I don't specifically care too much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um watch the thing and then say oh okay i see your point was right here or oh you missed your, this point because um xyz that's fair okay oh 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 and my last point um adding to that is that um i you know sometimes you worry so much about um if you have a bias towards um like-minded content but again i really think the thing is maybe to a degree you do you know um you know i we don't have it very much you know it's like 
thinking about shows like Pose to claw into. It's like, you know, those three seasons, I'm just like, ah. And obviously Steve Canals is going to bring something new. But it's it's just to have any of this stuff, it's so rare that um, I'm not saying there's a blinders on, but, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, all of our contributions to, you know, television, radio, film, um, they're they're great and, and they're accountable, but, you know, have a little bit of grace. Um, I um, actually was, was thinking about how to end this episode and I was like, you know, does, does saying have grace cut it? And then even if I say that, does it sound like, oh, well, that's bullshit. You shouldn't have grace for Colton Underwood. He's he's a spoiled, privileged guy. Um, he, he, he reeks of the, uh, you know, he's good looking. So he has that privilege, uh, you know, on top of so much else going for him. He's succeeding. He's got this, this, this and this. And I get that. But it's like, I want like, do I want him to lose? You know what I mean? And if it's not him, do I want do I want somebody who, you know, was is is within our community, do I want them to lose, you know? Um so I thought it was very specific that I would end this particular pop culture POV and make sure I just added a little extra note here that um really think it through, you know. Um this has been the problem. I come from broadcast as I said in the early 2000s where we didn't really care about a quick Twitter response. And so what ends up happening is when work comes out now, it's like, what is the response? And the response has to be, you know, very tight. It has to be very like, I thought it was this, this, and this. Well, we're, we're not allowing for new, new nuance. <laughs> we're not allowing for nuance. And for me, like I said, I look at, um, you know, where, where coming out Colton will go. And if other, you know, Amazon prime could do something similar, um, uh, Netflix did this, of course, something on VH1, MTV, there's more stories to be told, you know, too many times the gay character, uh, the lesbian character, the non-binary, the trans uh, woman, the the masculine uh, trans man also, uh, caricatures. So if we're having a moment, let's try to have that moment together, I think. Um, I believe I'm wording that correctly. Um, I'm, I'm seeing both sides of it. I'm seeing the side of don't like it just because um, and to be critical, which, by the way, if you, you've, you've heard my work, I'm always critical. I always tell people to be critical on me. For sure. Like, go for it. Like, don't be mean, but like you are allowed to not agree with my perspective. That's the reason this show is called Pop Culture POV. And this was a complicated one. Uh, like I said, <laughs> I mentioned Jesse Smollett. I have an adoration for Jesse Smollett from way before any of this this news had come into fruition. But um, and, and whether I believe it or not, but like, again, um, maybe I will not fill this all year long, but as we are wrapping up a year looking at 2021 and the contributions good or bad it's like you know um i i guess the bigger thing is to say like i want for my community community to do well um and i think that you would want that too um we come from a a, a space of being so judgmental and you know being uh swift with our jabs you know <laughs> but uh you know i just i hope that there's a little more hope for um what we what we what we um can do and unifying that you know even even that like i'm necessarily never worried um having done radio for so many years i'm not worried necessarily about saying something and not being the popular view what i feel really challenged by is that social media can take such little aspects of it without the nuance and then make it as if 
you know, you're writing for somebody who is problematic, being in Colton, you know, and it's like, you didn't even watch the documentary. It's not necessarily problematic. You know, um, I always think like, gosh, if we knocked it so heavily, we would be doing a disservice to the producers, to the people who got the show on uh, Netflix and, you know, the people who really wanted to do this fantastic storytelling, which I follow all of them on Instagram, you know, we got to think about that a lot too. When we knock certain shit, we never look at like the team that comes with it. Again, we're not going to give a pass just because, it's our own but like don't we want to win together kind of um yeah so i know i may sound a little redundant but i want you to think about your perspective and where you um step into uh the space or your space and if your journey is been completely different and you can't even fathom like oh damn why would you let somebody sort of dictate your career moves um till you were 28 years old as i did then i'm proud that you didn't go through that but if you have that in you, which I have, and and Colton within the football stuff, um, let's let's just hear it. Let's hear the story. You know, I think of other um, athletes specifically, and I want to hear more of what they went through. Literally being awarded in the heteronormative space. There's nothing wrong with that. But if they've got stories to tell. Um, you know, I could give a shit about sports, <laughs> but let's at least hear um, what the perspective is, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's, you think about it, there's so many more closeted athletes than there are Gus Kemsworthy, Adam Rapone. What's his name? Adam Rapone. It's such a hard name to say. Adam Rapone, um, and, and Colton Underwood, Michael Sam, all of these people, there's not a lot. So like, Let's have a little compassion, I suppose. Um, dang, this is maybe the nicest I've ever been. No, I'm always nice. Oh, man. <sighs> what are you going to do? Um, coming out, Colton, I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, let me know your thoughts, I suppose. <laughs>